Today is Friday, February 9th, 2024, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. All right, we talked to a guy who's, well, kind of exploring stuff. So we talk about exploring Christianity. What's the thing you need to do? What's 101? What's the ABCs? That type thing. If you're curious about a God, think someone, something, somewhere exists and created stuff, um, how do you go further? Let's talk about that. Then we talk about uh, the um, age-old where does Jesus say he's God? Well, we have your answer. Um, so people that don't want to know are never going to know. People that want to know, it's very easy. Okay, then we talk about, um, have we shift a little bit to politics? Sympathy for Joe. Um, does Joe Biden, does he incur any sympathy? Is there any redeemable quality about him on some sort of human level? Um, or is it just all bad? Stay tuned for the answers. Uh, then we mentioned, you know, Tucker and Putin's interview a little bit. Um, we just kind of scratched the surface. There's not a lot to it. I mean, I watched the the whole two-hour, seven-minute interview. Um, it was, you know, it's quite the history lesson. And, you know, basically he said every, everything that everyone already thinks anyway. Like, is it any surprise that, you know, Ukraine um, is a puppet state of the United States? I don't think so. Um, it's kind of common knowledge. Even people who are like, it's totally not a puppet state. Yeah, they know it's a puppet state. Anyway, I digress. All right, so check out uh, the Ask a Christian store. Grab some stuff. Support this podcast if you like. If not, whatever. We'll, we'll go till the money runs out. Um, you can share these links and uh, let people know. Here's the place for civilly, uh, civil Christian and religious discussions and some politics every now and then. So um, have an awesome weekend. Have an awesome Friday. Catch you all later. How, you doing? How are you? Doing great. How about you? Waking up. What's going on? Anything on your mind this morning? Nah, not really. Just, just, you know, just here to engage in conversations. That's it. Do you have a conversation to engage in? No, that's why I came in here to see if you guys was doing any, like, topic today. Well, let's ask a Christian, but I guess the Christian can ask you. Um, I guess, are you a Christian? Nope. Are you anything? <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, so, like, would you call yourself agnostic or atheist? or? I wouldn't say any of that. I would just say I believe that there's, like, something that's godly, but I don't really know who it is. Like, my knowledge is if I didn't meet the person, I don't believe in the person. So maybe some sort of intelligent design or some sort of creator yeah. energy yeah like, i'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a creator because we're not just here for no reason like it's a lot of weird shit that happened in this world and we're here just imagine what other things are out here and That's so you just don't think uh, do you think any any religion or philosophy on earth is is more close than another to figuring out what this uh this creator being is or they're all lost and have no idea what they're talking about I'm going to say this, right? I never studied it, so I can't really say, give my opinion on it to be really be honest. I can't really put my opinion because I never studied any religion. Like my family, like they go to church, they Christians and stuff. I'm just the one that never went to church. So no, uh, no interest to, did your family try to talk you into it? Yeah, they always do, but I don't have no How'd interest in it. <laughs> So when you were young, they didn't, like, drag you and say, it's my house, you're going anyway, get in the car? Nah, they didn't force me. Well, what'd they do, leave you home alone when you were, like, a little kid? Huh? Did they, like, 
just leave you home alone or with uh, with no, a babysitter no, 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 or something no. when you're a little kid? It right? always was like a park near the church, so I would go there. Those are what? A church near the, I mean, a, a park near the church. Oh, huh. Interesting. So yeah. you knew the clubhouse, or did you just pop in these discussions to hear what people were saying? I'm new to this side of the clubhouse. I used to be on like the drama side, but now I'm starting to want to come into the like the intellectual conversations. Well, that's the hope. <laughs> You'll find plenty of drama here. Hopefully not in this room, but you know, in the yeah. uh, some some of the times people say they're the, they're the most wise and enlightened is where you get the most gutter drama. Just saying, that's my yeah, definitely. Uh, observation. People clearly, you know, people fake it. <laughs> Just got to see and watch out. That's it. Be aware. So you never had uh, any questions for your parents? Like, Mom, and I was playing at the park and, you know, all that stuff and meeting sketchy people in the park. What was, uh, what were you doing in church? Like, never had any curiosity to nah. ask where Mommy and Daddy were? Or... Not at all. But I did have a curiosity of meeting God. Like, I just always wanted to see and me talk to the person. Like, whoever that they were talking about. Like, you know how they say God leads somebody to creator. But then there's a lot of religions that say the same thing, but have different type of stories. So it's like, what really is the truth? Well, I don't think a terrible road to go down would be, uh, I mean, you know, not the, you know, not to make the ad populum fallacy, like, you know, a billion people could still be wrong. But I mean, if you have nothing else to figure out a direction, um, it's probably not a bad idea to consider the major world religions. Uh, maybe they're onto something. Um, and, you know, see what the buy-in is, like see how much it costs. So, you know, for some religions, they'll say you have to, you know, do a bunch of rituals, um, you know, uh, other philosophies, Buddhism or whatever. You know, you have to do a life of pre preparation to reach the next step and, you know, hopefully achieve nirvana and come back as something better. So, and if that's true, you won't know until your next life if, you're, if your consciousness carries over. Um, in Christianity, for example, you know, the guy we talk about, Jesus in the Bible, says, pray to him, seek him with your whole heart, humble yourself. And uh, you will find him. Um, so at least the claim of Jesus in the Bible is you find out in this life, you get a spiritual assurance from this God himself that he exists. He is real. The Bible is his word. And you are assured the you know eternity with your creator in the afterlife. Um, so, I mean, obviously, that's why I'm a Christian. I did what the guy said. And I'm like, hey, how about that? I talked directly to him. And uh that's what happened. Like there's this, there's a sensuary awareness that, yeah, this is correct. And so it's more than just like another book telling me to believe a book. Um, you know, I guess versus, versus some of our competitor religions that say you have to, you know, make pilgrimages or, you know, do certain tenets. And, um, if their religion is true, you'll find out when you die. Um, so, I mean, I guess that that's what I'd say as a Christian. I mean, I don't think it's a bad way to start. Hey, you actually um, spoke to Jesus is what you're saying. I mean, like an audible conversation? No. So it goes something like, I mean, if you don't believe in like any of the supernatural or like spiritual world, it's very hard to relate until someone has that encounter with God themselves. And then they're like, huh, I get it. So, I mean, there's like, there's like five people in my life I, I've heard make the claim that, you know, say they heard an audible voice of God or something like that. Um, but no, when Christians typically, uh, you know, talk about God told me or God spoke to me or I talked to Jesus or something like that. We believe the Bible is the word of God, and it's interesting that no matter how many times Christians read the Bible, you get different stuff out of the same verses over and over and over. I mean, if you read another book, it's like you get the exact same message, maybe two or three interpretations of something every time. But 
eventually you're like, yeah, I know this passage. I know, you know, this Harry Potter book or this, this literature book as much as I can know it. There's nothing new coming out of this thing, but the Bible, it's like, you know, I mean, I've, I've been raised in church my whole life. I've been a really tried to be a sincere Christian for, you know, um, a lot of it, but less than my entire life. Um, and whenever I read these same scriptures, I'm like, Hey, there's something new. Anyway, the point is we believe God speaks to us through his word. That's why he made a book. Like if he was going to have audible conversations with us, we wouldn't need a Bible. We'd just pull them out of the sky and talk to them. But we also believe that, you know, when we do like Jesus says, which is pray directly to him, like at a certain point, stop watching debates, stop listening to preachers, stop watching YouTube videos, like pray, exercise a little faith and pray directly to this God that the possibility, yes, he exists and he actually cares a little bit about you. And we believe that when you ask Jesus for this eternal life, that he says anyone can freely have, just ask for it, that you are reconciled to God, you're born again, you repent of your sins, stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing, stop it. And we're told that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, will live with us the rest of our lives for eternity, guiding us into truth and understanding. So the best way I can explain that to someone on a secular level who who denies or at least isn't convinced of any spiritual world or metaphysical reality is it would be like a gut instinct or intuition. Um, I mean, that, that's the best I can do until someone actually does what the guy says, prays to him, humbles himself and asks Jesus to save them and forgive them and give them eternal life. Then there's something that clicks that they're like, huh, I remember when Nate said it was kind of like intuition. It's not like intuition, but until you like have that awareness granted by God, that's that's the most I can kind of ballpark it for you. All right, understood. I try it out. Well, I mean, I guess there's you know try it out, but I mean, if you're sincere, I, I mean, I would love it if you could grab a Bible, because um, like anyone can, and you know read the parts where Jesus specifically says that, because you know I put it in a nutshell, and and that's right. But you know, I mean, know, know the guy you're praying to, so you know, flip open the New Testament a little bit, read some of the stuff he says in John and Matthew and Luke and, you know, learn a little bit about the guy and hear, like, read his words instead of me just being like, hey, give a shout out to him. <laughs> but yeah, what I said is correct and that is biblically based, um, but it's very simplified. But yeah, so Jesus says, anyone, humble yourself, be sincere, ask Jesus, the God of the universe, to live with you, save you, make you born again. He says you must be born again. So yeah. I'm just uh... If you have any questions, let me know. That's that's why we're here in kind of a quiet room. Sounds like yeah, all right. this would be kinda, <laughs> this would be I know you were at, tell me to ask my parents, but they're not here right now. I was gonna ask like I heard it's a way to pray, but I don't understand how to pray. Like how do you pray? Well, there's two answers. One, and yeah, we'll we'll get right to you, Frank. So I mean I mean when his disciples say, you know, teach us how to pray, how do we pray? That's the famous Lord's Prayer. So, I mean, that, that's the, the technical biblical answer, but the answer I really want to give, I'll give in a second. But the Lord's Prayer, you know, he says, hey, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, glory, and power forever. Amen. Um, and that's like, that's not exactly like how you're supposed to pray all the time, right? Because the Bible says pray without ceasing, like meditate on the word day and night. But that's like the format of how you pray. So that encompasses everything, right? Asking God for forgiveness, um, having forgiveness for humanity. Uh, so that that's like an encompassment of all the categories that you would pray for. And that's what 
Jesus gives him his template. But uh, like John 3.16, you know, he says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, Jesus, will not perish, but have everlasting life. And it also says, you know, it's appointed a man once to die. So when people say, well, you say you'll never die, but you'll live forever, which is kind of what Nicodemus, the, the religious guy he was talking to when he says that says, but you need to really read the whole Bible so you know that, yes, we're going to die in this physical body. That's the entire point. And that gets, that gets to like sin and stuff like that. But the point is, if you believe in Jesus and you say something, right? So, so it's from the heart. Um, one more example. I'm bouncing over the place, but I'm trying to summarize the entire Bible in like a minute and a half. But there's this guy that's spraying. It's a religious leader. He's like the, the basically like the Pope, like the, the top of the top religious order. Um, and you, in one of the stories Jesus tells in the Gospels, and he's praying and he's like, uh, you know, Lord, thank you, God. Uh, thank you for, you know, giving me my position and blah, blah, blah. And thank you so much that I'm not like this filthy beggar standing right next to me. And there was like this homeless beggar type guy next to him. And he's praying. And his example of praying is, Lord, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Like, have mercy on me. Like, I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy. And Jesus is talking about, look, the world looks at outward appearances, but God looks at the heart. So while this guy, this very religious guy who seems like he's all high and mighty and has everything put together, his prayers are useless because he's just like, oh, thank you that I'm not like these poor peasants, blah, blah, blah. But this other guy, regardless of his status and his position, was like calling out to God from like the very the very bottom of his heart, like, Lord, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. I need you. And that is the type of prayer God responds to. Like that's the whole part is about having humility and sincerity realizing that this world everything is bigger than you and you cannot save yourself um you were created by a creator who actually cares enough to save you just ask um so so more than exact words to pray that's the idea you should have when you pray and as far as the actual words it goes something like you know with that heart posture like Jesus, Jesus in the Bible, like, I want to follow you. I believe you are real. I will exercise the faith that you say we have. The Bible says you must have faith to please God. So I will exercise a little bit of faith. Um, maybe I'm not totally convinced you're there, but if you are, I want to know. I believe you could be. I'm going to take a chance and say you are. Like, forgive me. You say in the Bible that if we repent of our sins, stop doing what you know is wrong, and we will follow you, read the Bible, learn about you, and you will freely give us this eternal life and make us born again. Maybe you don't even understand what that means, but you said it in your Bible and I'm going to exercise faith and say, I want that. I want you to forgive me. I want you to make me born again. I want you to give me eternal life that you say you will give me. And the Bible says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So in Christianity, that right there is kind of the words you would say coupled with your belief and humility and sincere sincerity of heart. Um, that's the pinnacle. There's nothing better that Christianity teaches in the whole Bible than that. So if Christianity is true and you pray similar to that and, and you believe that way, like in your heart sincerely, then that is a way to, you know, prove or disprove Christianity right there. I mean, you may have to wait until you die, but the Bible claims that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord for salvation will be saved. Um, so if that's you, then there's nothing better in Christianity than being in that position. Um, that's what I would say.
Uh, thank you, Mr. Neil. Thank you for your good presentation. And uh, oh, hang on one second. I just wanted to give uh, Makai a chance to to respond if he wanted to before we move on. Makai, does that make sense? Oh, if you're trying to say anything, we don't hear you. You may have something may have came unplugged or something. Um, you may need to start Clubhouse, but yeah, if you heard that, um, I hope so. If not, well, it's on replay, but yeah, if if, um, if you want to try to restart or plug something back in, we don't hear anything if you're trying to talk. Uh, Frank, go ahead, Frank. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Nick. Thank you for your good speaking. Mr. Nick, uh, Nick, do you believe that Jesus Christ was God or the Son of God? Yes. Actually, last year I have read the Bible and uh, can you show me one verse in the Bible that Jesus Christ himself said that I am God worship me uh, yeah I think the best example I can pull up the exact con or, yeah let me just pull up the exact verse I don't want a lot of dead air but I think it is Revelation 21 6 let's see how good my memory is I think this is the best verse I can think of. Yes. Okay, so Revelation 21, 6. Um, whether or not you believe it, the entire, well, pretty much the entire book of Revelation is uh, like Jesus speaking. So there's a little bit about John and an angel, but pretty much like every chapter is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus's vision to John. So Jesus says in Revelation 21, uh, let me start at five and read just two or three. So Revelation 21, starting away from five. And he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. He also said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have his heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. This is Jesus talking. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So um, Revelation, the actual verse looks like uh, seven, Revelation 21, seven. Uh, the one who conquers will have his heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. So that is the words of Jesus Christ. How do you know that this word is the word of Jesus Christ? Well, we can talk about the, um, you know, we can talk about the chain of command from the authorship. But like I was talking to Makai, there's another component, which is it has been spiritually revealed. So to the people who, who claim I'm such a person, that we have the spiritual resolution directly from God, this confirms it. This is why when I read other religious texts um, or, or other things that would be contrary, um, it's not just because I, I happen to believe a Bible because the Bible tells me to, it's because I, I claim the spiritual connection to God and one of these things is not like the other. So whenever I put all texts together, there's nothing, these are dead pages, um, from other texts, but when I read the Bible, my spirit like jumps up and and like confirms this is true. Yeah, when you read the Bible, you 
think that it is true, but uh, uh, Jesus Christ was God and he himself uh, was sent by no one, I think. Uh, do you believe that no one sent uh, Jesus Christ and he himself was God and came to uh, guide people, guide humanity to the right ways? I don't know if I heard all of that. I need you to clarify, but real quick before we move to that question and you and you say it again, because I think I missed something. I just want to confirm that um, your question, your first question was answered where you said, um, you know, where does it say in the Bible that Jesus is God? I just want to confirm that you accept that answer and then we can move on to the next one. So Revelation 21, 7, you confirm that it is written that Jesus is God, whether or not you believe it or not, or if it's corrupted or whatever um, in the Bible, you're good with that answer. And then we can move on. Yes, you have told me that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, said that uh, you, you you told me another things, but uh, in the Bible, I don't know that why I couldn't find any verse that he himself said that I am God, worship me. He didn't say anything. I am God, worship me. Uh, and, Revelation uh, 21. I can't exactly. <clears throat> what? Revelation. 21.7 Revelation 21.7 Can you tell me that uh, which uh, surah, which part, which verse? Revelation 7, I don't understand what does it mean. Revelation 21.7 says, I will be his God and he will be my son. So this is Jesus saying, I, Jesus, will be his God, God, and he will be my son. Yeah, I, I will check that verse. And uh, yes, I, I ask you, yeah, I ask you that how do you know that Jesus Christ said this? Because you are not present 2,000 years ago. You, you are not present. How do you know that uh, maybe... Uh, someone else add this verse in the Bible or something else. How do you know? The best I can tell you is 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, the chapter talks about, I believe it's verse 3 or 4, talks about some things are spiritually discerned. So, for example, what I believe that would look like is if somehow there was something uh, that was incorrect in the Bible, um, having Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, living in all believers in Christ, um, we that would stick out like a sore thumb. So, for example, if um, if the Bible made some kind of claim that said uh, uh, Jesus is definitely not God, do not worship him. He is a prophet, a minor prophet, and only a prophet. He is not God, and he is not to be worshipped. Um, I believe the Spirit of God living in me would say, no, no, that is wrong. Someone added that. That is incorrect. Um, that's how I feel like that would play out um, if it happened. But there is no such case in the Bible, so um, so it isn't happening. But if it was, if there was something incorrect, like when I read another text, for example, um, the Holy Spirit of God living in me and believers tells us that text is incorrect. That's how. Yes, uh, you're right, and uh, we couldn't find uh, anywhere that Jesus Christ said that I'm prophet or something else, but if we can find that he said that uh, I, I, 
I can't remember actually exactly the what which verse. And uh, he said that uh, I have a lot of things to say. I have a lot of things to tell people, and uh, I now I don't have time. I can't tell all of them. And after me, another people will come and guide humanity. What do you think? And who can? Oh, I love that question. Um, let me try to get the exact verse. But yes, he's very clearly uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. So I believe what you're referring to is John, John fourteen twenty six. I think. <clears throat> let me get it up so I don't take it off context. John fourteen. 26 is it is that what i said okay these things i have spoken to you while i'm still with you but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and bring to you the remembrance that i have said to you um and then he talks about peace i leave with you not not the world's peace but my peace i give to you not as the world does but i do let not your let not your heart be troubled neither be afraid um so that's that's the answer so if we're trying to reduce like, you know, Paracletus or something or Paraclete to um, that will be a future prophet, say 700 years later. Um, well, the very next verse disputes that because he, he says who the helper is and he identifies the Holy Spirit, um, not a man, not a prophet, but the very spirit of God who will teach us all things and bring that to our remembrance. Um, so that's a good point. I got glad you brought that up. Did you did you have any um, anything else? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was a good point. Uh, but uh, why uh, the Holy Quran came after uh, Bible, and uh, why the revelation was not finished? Do you think that uh, the Quran was sent by Jesus Christ Himself? Oh, not at all. I think that would be similar to like the. Um, the Gnostic Gospels, how, you know, some of them were around before the Quran in like the third and fourth century AD. Um, and there was all kinds of things that were even going on in the day of Jesus. So, um, and also traditions of man, you know, in the five, six, seven hundreds. Um, so all of these things um, that have nothing to do with Jesus or his message, they're just extra things, you know, like extra, you know, philosophies or other religions. People are still coming up with things today um, that have nothing to do with Jesus or his words. Um, so who knows why people, well, actually the Bible does talk about it. It says why people come up with these things. And it's because, you know, they have itching ears or, you know, not just talking about the Quran, but anything that would fall into that category that says, you know, people have itching ears and they want what they want, uh, regardless of truth. And, you know, Romans one talks about how people exchange the truth of God for a lie. And eventually God gives them over to the reprobate desires and unnatural desires, um, the other thing you said is about revelation. You said, why I think wouldn't, uh, you know, would something need to come later? Well, case in point, it wouldn't. So in revelation, you know, there's a very clear warning that says, do not add to these words or like punishment and damnation will be added to you. And there's another one that says, do not take away from these words or your rewards and your place in heaven or your, your eternal life or whatever it will be withheld from you. So right there, we're told that Revelation is the final book in the Bible. It is done. It is finished. Um, even in the very, very last book, uh, or uh, let's see, the very, very last chapter of Revelation, the very last like verse.
in the very last uh, of this verse, it says, you know, Jesus is coming soon. The one who tests about these things says, surely I'm coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. And, you know, whenever you say amen, it means like it is uh, like it is finished or so be it. So that right there is a period bullet point. There is nothing else to be added. Um, and, you know, there's lots of other religious traditions and, you know, spiritual stuff that tries to add after revelation happens. And a, a revelation gives very explicit warnings not to do that. This is the last book. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is done. Um, so that's what I would say about that. So I would not want to be a person adding to that. Yeah. Do you think that uh, the Bible is the last revelation? Yes. Well, because the Bible also gives future events. So there's there's the point, you know, in Revelation where um, as far as what we need to write down, the Bible is absolutely it because the Bible also includes future events to come, like the the events in, uh, you know, the tribulation and, and things like that and in eternity. So everything that someone would think, well, I need to add this later. I need to add this later. It's already been added. So Revelation is predicting what is going to happen in the future. So it's all right there. There, there is no reason to add anything to it. Uh, Nate, I don't know. That might be a little presumptuous because the Old Testament mentions the future as well. And like um, after the events of Revelation happened during that thousand years or whatever, who knows if like you know there's some new principles discussed or something. For I don't know. I mean, like I'm not. I'm not sure how we can say. I agree that the Bible is complete, but. I don't know. Um, I can go well, CEO, let me catch up. First of all, I'd say same team. And if you want to take the Shahada right now, Frank will lead you to another room and let you convert to Islam. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was saying like, you know, I wasn't just saying, I wasn't just saying revelation. I was, I was talking about the entire Bible, right? So, I mean, the Bible doesn't say I'm, you know, Nate is going to put pepper on his Philly cheesesteak three hours from now. Um, but it doesn't need to. So that's not what we mean by adding or taking away things. You know, the Bible um, in John, the claim is made that even if someone added, uh, added all the works Christ did, there wouldn't be enough paper in the world to contain them because it was just too many miraculous things he did. Um, so we're not talking about mundane details. We're talking about, you know, prophecies and the end. So it basically ends with heaven, with being in, you know, the abode of God forever and ever. So that that goes to infinity. So yeah. there's nothing you can add I, to get ahead of infinity. Yeah, go ahead, Frank. Yeah, I, I, I have read the Shahadat, and uh, I'm a Muslim actually. And uh, my my problem well, I would have not guessed that. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I I have read the the Bible. It is one of my most interested book, and uh, I love it actually very much. And uh, uh, I I don't know that why I I couldn't find maybe maybe you're uh, studying a different Bible and I have studied a different Bible because I couldn't find any verse that Jesus Christ Himself said that I am God worship me or my problem is that why the other revelation just one revelation. Nate, are you going to have a cheesesteak later? Are you going to have a cheesesteak later, Nate? Uh, actually, no, probably not. So maybe that's why it wasn't there, because God knew I was just using an example and wasn't going to have one. Well, Frank, yeah. I mean, if your Bible doesn't have Revelation 
um, you know, if you're allowed to access uh, Christian websites uh, wherever you are, um, just go to BibleGateway.com and type in Revelation 21 and then read verse 7, where Jesus says, I will be his God and he will be my son. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Um, it's right there. Revelation 21. I, I can't seven. promise that you. Oh, you don't have to promise me. I mean, you know, this is hopefully, me right hopefully or not, my... for your benefit. Yeah. Mr. Nate, I think you don't want to talk about the next revelation which came after Bible. Yes. Well, I mean, if you're saying, well, first of all, which one? Because the Mormons would say there's another testament of Jesus Christ. Is is that the one we're talking about? Or uh, you would say the Quran, perhaps. I, I mean the, the Quran, <laughs> the, the New Testament, like Bible. Well, yeah. I mean, because I don't consider it the next revelation. Um, I, I guess you do. Um, but I, I don't. So, I mean... I don't know what there is to talk about. I mean, you believe it. I don't. I mean, kind of like the Bible right now. I mean, you're indulging me, but, you know, maybe you you only believe parts of the Bible that you say aren't uh, Did you study the Quran? Uh, I've read it. I haven't studied it um, in depth. I've read some of the Hadiths and things like that and some pretty sketchy ones that, that give me great concern. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've read it. I haven't studied it because why? I, I have what I claim to be the truth. So, yeah. Like, for example, I would stop when someone's like, um, you know, makes the claim, which, by the way, you know, I have heard great presentations on the Quran, peace be upon it, where it will um, it will take things said that even the prophet uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him, peace be upon him, says about Jesus and the worship of God um, and where people will use the Quran itself to say you should listen to Christians. They are correct. They have the answer. They have the book. Um, and then I understand that Muslim apologists will will say, no, that's not really what it means. Let me explain what it really means. Um, and round and round we go. Um, but the simple answer is repent, believe the gospel, fall on the face before God, ask Jesus for eternal life, repent, you'll receive eternal life with God. Okay, I, I, I asked you a very simple question, Mr. Nid, that uh, have you studied the Quran, the new revelation after the Bible? The new revelation of what? The Quran. Have you studied the Quran? Well, I answered your question. I said I've read it. I haven't, like, studied it. I guess we could talk about what studied means. But I've read it. I haven't done in-depth study because I don't believe it's correct. So why? Does the Quran agree that Jesus Christ was God? There are some who I have heard make that case. I can't make that case because I'm not that familiar with it. It's been a long time since I read the Quran. But, I mean, you know, we have the benefit of Google. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to wait five seconds, I'll just Google it for you. <laughs> Go ahead and talk. Let me Google it. What's the argument? Let's see. Um, 
you guys can feel free to talk while I'm typing. I just posted it Revelation twenty one seven in the chat. Oh, I said Revelation. Do what? I said the answer is no. The Quran doesn't say Jesus is God. No, no. Have you have you never heard like people like um you know Christian um apologists who who really it's their thing, especially if they're like we're we're former Muslims or whatever. Um, and they'll make the case like in video presentations where they say um, they may not say the Quran says Jesus is God, but they'll bring out key points that say Muhammad, peace be upon him, says things like listen to the Christians like they have the answer. Listen to them. Um, and of course, you know, people will do counter apologetics and be like, no, no, that's out of context. Or that's not they're not, that's not what that means. But I mean, if he hasn't heard it, it's worth a listen. So that's what I'm looking for right now. Uh, oh, yeah. No, he, he, Jesus is highly respected in the Quran, 1,000%. Yeah. No, he's, still he's not what I'm to... saying. Okay. <laughs> Did I hear Sean's voice? Or Edwin or Sean? I put, it, I put it in the chat. I put it in the chat. Oh, you put Revelation twenty one seven in chat. I see. Yeah, feel free to take a look in chat, uh, Frank, if you're having trouble finding Revelation twenty one seven still. Which Revelation twenty twenty Revelation? Uh, just do the uh, chat. It's he put it in the chat feature. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Revelation 21 7. Guys, it's hard to look this stuff up when there's a lot of dead air. I was hoping you guys would keep the conversation going. Well, Edwin, do you have anything to say? Hey, Nate. Um, not yet. I might come in a little bit. I mean, the issue of uh, in Revelation? Sure, or anything else. I was just trying to get a video for this guy. Okay. But it's hard um, to do with dead space. <laughs> um, yeah, I might chime in a bit. Okay. Thanks. See you. Nothing? I was going to ask you about the uh, Biden report. Did you read that or hear about that last night? Uh, yeah, but let's finish this topic first. Brothers, do you have anything to say on this topic? Yeah, I've been listening to you. I think you're on a roll. You're doing a real good job. And, you know, whenever I debate, I think uh, a great debate involves, you know, like the stopping of the mouth. And when the Bible says, you know, God will stop the mouths and everything. So you're giving great answers and he's he keeps on trying, and but uh, whenever you answer a question and then there's silence and then a person has to move on or whatever, you, uh, you're like winning the debate. And me? Uh, Edwin, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes people try to argue, well, where did Jesus ever say, I am God? Well, did Jesus ever say, that he's a man? Did Jesus ever say, I am a man? I'm a man? No, he didn't. 
So I guess that means that Jesus wasn't a man, right? <laughs> oh, come on, Edward. Pretty brilliant logic, right? Yeah. It's like if I don't say I'm a girl. Well, no, I'm saying Jesus never said. No, my, my point is, is obviously Jesus was a man. We know that from the implications of Scripture. Jesus also was a God. Jesus was God. Even if he never said the words, I am God, even though he did say, I am. Um, he did. Jesus did acknowledge that he is God. He never spoke the words, I am God. But that doesn't mean that he's not God. So it's a silly argument that people use to try to show, oh, Jesus never said that I am God. He never spoke the words, I am God. Therefore, he's not God. It's ridiculous. Mm, that's ridiculous. Didn't Jesus during not his ridiculous. Trial... Not ridiculous, please. Yeah. When you say that it's ridiculous, you're insulting me. Um, anyone from oh, the scriptures? Oh, but do, you, do, you understand, do you understand what I'm saying, Frank? I'm sorry. I mean, why, why do you think that's, you, you don't think it's appropriate to say it's ridiculous? No, the, you said. I'm not saying you're ridiculous. I'm just saying the argument is, is ridiculous. It's fallacious just because Jesus didn't say the words, I am God, or, I am a man. Does it, it doesn't follow that he's not a man or not God. Did you understand that? I don't think he understands. Well, I, I feel like there's a very important part here in John 20, 28, I believe it is, where, no, uh, Thomas says, my Lord, where Thomas says, my Lord and my God, after Jesus is resurrected, Jesus does not correct them. So there you go. Um, yeah, let me. OK, so I've done some speed Googling. OK, Frank, um, you know, assuming you care, uh, write this down. I'll talk slowly. Um, this is just to prove my point, right? This isn't to to. I don't know that I have a bad connection or you. I don't know that. Oh, you may have a bad connection. If that's the case, that's unfortunate. But um, if you can hear this, there will be a replay. So, you know, assuming you care about what I'm about to say, um, if it's choppy, you can find the replay uh, when you have a better connection and it will come through. But let me just tell you what I speed Googled. Okay, so what I was telling you about, um, you know, when you ask about scholarship of the Quran, peace be upon it, um, and I've asked if you've ever seen, you know, people who actually do study the Quran, um, who point to verses in the Quran, like, you know, like Surah 11, and uh, apparently 114, how, you know, no one can do enough good deeds. Uh, you know, Muslims, uh, you know, believe you can ask God for forgiveness, but all may or may not forgive you because there's the great, you know, the countermeasure and the scale that will be determined at that time. So they, they take all kinds of different, different passages in the Quran and, essentially make the argument for why um, Muslims should believe Christianity the way how the, the Jewish people in the Old Testament came to believe Christianity, the Jews in Jesus' day, the disciples, because you still believe the prophets, right? You believe Moses, you believe Abram, uh, you believe, you know, all these people in Ishmael. So, you know, all the people who you do take as prophets, it's the same thing for them, but instead of going from, Jew like, Judaic roots into the Quran and skipping Christianity, um, you would go to Judaism and then they make the argument that you basically go straight into Christianity, just how all the people who um, were Jews believed that Jesus was the Messiah, was the son of God, and also God himself. Um, so anyway, that's the point. But so um, let's see. The best I can do, since we can't do links, is the search terms that give you just like the, the entire first page of Google is loaded with this. So 
you know, assuming you're able to search for Christian things in, in wherever you are, um, the f search terms I used was Christian apologetics, the Quran tells Muslims to listen to Christians. And if you just hit enter, just the entire first page of Google is full of yeah, what I'm trying to tell you. Right. So whether or not you believe I know, it, I mean, I I'm sure you, yeah, so I'm sure you won't. Um, but maybe if it's something you've never heard before, that's what I was getting to. So if you want to see how people who actually do study the Quran in detail, um, especially from the perspective of an ex-Muslim who are now Christians because, you know, they found Jesus, um, you will find those arguments there. Not not just about how, how the Quran is wrong and, you know, Christians are right, but specifically how the prophet, peace be upon him, tells Muslims to listen to Christians. They have the truth. Um, anyway, so those arguments can be found with yeah, those yeah. search terms. Okay, great. Well, if you already know, I just did a lot of work I for know. nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, God said, uh, God uh, ordered to Muhammad, peace be upon him, that if you do anything, you can ask the uh, other people that uh, are before you, like Christian Jews, and these people, you can ask them that if you don't know anything. I, I, don't, I, I know this, uh, this is actually right. Okay. But uh, in the Quran, in the Quran, our God, doesn't have any son or any daughter or any gender or anything else like Christians and Quran uh, my problem is that why the Quran does not agree that Jesus Christ is God it's my problem and uh, I always ask you that why the Quran does not agree why the Quran introduce a different God and uh, why the Quran says that all the revelation are the same and uh, God uh, say as that, uh, for example, today I, I complete the religion to you, and uh, it is the yep. last revelation, the final revelation, and uh, there is no any revelation after this book, the, the Quran, and uh, all the. Uh, if you say that Jesus Christ was God, we can say that Abraham, Moses, Muhammad, all of them were God because they came in a state of a prophet. And God sent the prophet, not he himself came in the, in the state of a prophet and good human being. Well, I have I, I have a, a friendly and true answer and a not so friendly and true answer. Um, let's just let's just cut to it. And I, I guess the not so friendly and true answer. Um, and then there's some other people that had questions. So we'll move on. But um, again, whether or not you believe it, the, the not so friendly and true answer, even though I want it to be friendly, is uh, Galatians 1.8. So, you know, how, uh, what appeared to Muhammad? An angel, right? So an angel appeared to Muhammad, peace be upon him, and gave him this information. Quote, angel. So Galatians 1.8. That's a book in the Bible. Galatians 1.8. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be condemned. That, that's the answer. So with all of my Christian conviction, and being as nice as I can, it is a false gospel given to a false prophet. So either because the Bible is true when it says if people are led astray, it's from their own temptations and own desires um, and basically what they want and they've exchanged the truth of God for a lie, or it's because they've been straight up be been deceived by Satan. Um, so th those would be the answers. So if the Bible and Christianity says one thing and then someone has another gospel or a future revelation that is contrary to that, let them be accursed they are being deceived. Um, that's the answer. So that's why the two do not match. Um, but let's see who 
I know CEO had a, a political question. Joanna, did you uh, have a religious question or a? Yes, uh, I believe at Jesus's trial, they said, "Are you God?" And he said, "You yourself have said it." Something to that effect. That's correct. Thank you. Uh, uh, Sean, Nate, what were you going to say? Um, Nate, uh, the, uh, first, the, Jesus himself directs a question to the Pharisees and Sadducees in John chapter 10, verse 36. He says, Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemy, because I said, I am the Son of God. If Islam says that God has no son, and Jesus says that I am the son, the son, not a son, not the indirect, but the direct article, the son of God, how is it somebody lying? Either Jesus is lying or Islam is lying. And Joanna no, no, was, no, 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 hang, hang on, wait, wait, I, Joanna was trying to say something a minute ago too. Uh, Joanna, did you have a follow-up or something? I thought I heard you unmute. Um, yeah, I just wanted to remember where that was when he was on trial. And he said, you yourself have said it, which was sort of a humble way to say yes. Is that correct? Yeah, let me find that exact verse for you. And Edwin, did you unmute too, somewhere in there? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, by the way, Frank, I'm, I'm sorry if I came off t uh, too sternly with you. I, I've just heard these these arguments before. I can get everyone, everyone has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I can get a little passion. My, my apologies if I insulted you. I'm sorry, man. Uh, Frank, go ahead and respond real quick, and then we'll get on to CEO's question. Uh, and make this your final thoughts. Like, we got it. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've heard there's hours and hours and hours of discussions about this, but go ahead and give a final thoughts, Frank. I think he's gone, Frank. I think he left. Oh, he just, oh, he just, he just, he took, just off, took off, I guess. Off, I guess. Oh. Um, okay, uh, okay, so... Oh, no, that's not the one. Um, no. Where... Jesus, if he... Luke 22, verse 70. Oh, uh, let's see. And also in Matthew 26, 63 and 64. <laughs> Good job, Sean. Uh, all right, so I'll just read the Matthew one because I got it here. If you get the Luke one, you can read it too. Um, the high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you're the Messiah, the son of God, you have said, uh, and you have said so, Jesus replied. Um, is the one in Luke where he's also talking to the high priest, or is that where he's talking to like Pilate or someone? Do you know? He he's talking to the whole Sanhedrin. And I'll read it. He says, Then said they all, Art thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, Ye say that I am. Uh, yeah, so Joanna, uh, Sean, I don't know if you cut out or muted on purpose or whatever, but you, you did cut out. So, okay, so that was the one in Matthew where he talks to the high priest. Um, I'm still waiting for Sean with Luke, but in John 10, 20, 24 and okay. 25, um, he, uh, Jesus is asked by the Pharisees, let's see if he's the Messiah. He says, I did tell you, and you do not believe uh, the works 
you know, I do in my father's name. So there's multiple times where Jesus asked by the Pharisees if he is the Messiah. And then he says, so in, in Matthew, he says, uh, what, you have said so. In John, he says, I have told you and you did not believe. Uh, Sean, are you ready with Luke again? Yes. It says, then says they all, art thou then the son of God? And he said unto them, ye say that I am. That's how it ends. And what, uh, in Luke, what was that? Luke 22, verse okay. 70. Okay, yeah, finally. That's the one I got. <laughs> uh, Joanna, does that help? So there's multiple uh, multiple places. Yes, thank you. And they, we probably could look at it, you know, and find a commentary or something. That could be three affirmations. And he said it three different times instead of uh, just recounting the same instance he said it if he said it to the high priest and then he repeated it to the Sanhedrin and then he said again you know I already have told you three times and something is established by two or three witnesses which could and be I the think, reason sorry which could be the reason why they put king of the Jews over him oh and yeah and that's a good one because whenever <laughs> when okay so <laughs> the um you know, the religious people wanted Jesus crucified. And so when the, um, if someone can get that actual story I'm talking about, and when, uh, you know, the Romans go ahead and do it, they write King of the Jews. And the, um, you know, the, uh, was the high priest or Pharisees or the, the religious people, um, they said, no, no, just, just write that he said he's the King of the Jews. And uh, I think it was like Pilate or whoever the guy was, is like, um, what is written is written. And that is, that that's like, on one hand, it's hilarious because it's like they they conspired and did everything they could to kill this guy, um, you know, for all the wrong reasons. And whenever it was done, they couldn't even get that. Oh, he said he was the king of the Jews, meaning that's why he was crucified. They get a big sign up there saying king of the Jews. So what God wants to happen is going to happen <laughs> no matter what. Um, so on one hand, it's really hilarious that the guy they murdered, um, you know, under their blasphemy laws, which, you know, they finagled to get what they wanted because he was challenging them, um, still ends up saying he's their king. Um, biblically speaking, it should be awe-inspiring because, yes, he is the king. Um, so on multiple different ways, I, I love how that story goes. Does anyone have that and you just read the thing? It's like, it's written. Like, what's written is written. Fine, I'll find it myself. Um What's the Bible verse? Where? It says, it was written, it was written. I'm playing with, uh, okay, so let's see. John 19, 19 and 22. Um, I haven't pre-read this, so let's see if it's the right one. Um, oh, it's giving me a lot. I'm playing with different AIs, and some are 
not all are considered the same. <laughs> not all AIs are created equally. Oh, by the way, side note, uh, Google's Bard, which I hate because it's super woke, um, apparently it switched into something called Gemini. Um, so it's supposed to be like how ChatGPT went from like 3.5 to the ability to do 4.0. Um, now Bard is Gemini, and apparently it's uh, the latest and greatest thing. I would also... Okay, here we go. Oh, finally. Okay, John 19. It was right. It just printed the wrong thing. Okay, John 19, 19 through 22. Pilate had also prepared an inscription and an inscription and fastened it to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews who read this inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the inscription was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. <laughs> um, so the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but write, this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. That's like a, that's like a Iron Age mic drop. Was someone else trying to say something? Oh, I was just going to say about Google Bard, the worst part of it is that it's just a scaredy cat now. Like, you can ask it something related to politics. It can be just a fact check or something. And it says, oh, the election is complicated to talk about. Google response. And it, it, it just, like, they went way too far in terms of just trying to be politically correct that it's ridiculous. I agree. and. This Gemini, the pro version, is 20 bucks a month. So I'm like, hey, if I pay $20 a month, which I'm not going to do, but I'm like, if I pay $20 a month, can I, can I get unbiased answers instead of kind of like along those lines? Like, will you be unbiased and not, not preach at me? Will you just give me the answers I want? <laughs> and uh, I, I don't, it didn't give me a satisfactory answer. I don't remember what it said, but it was, it was not assuring. I'm like, $20 a month to be lied to. Um, yeah, try asking about Tucker Carlson and Putin's interview. <laughs> You'll get on a list. So um, I, I know people in chat were like begging not to talk about politics, but. Um, it's not that political, though. Uh, I'm, I'm not really making it that political. It's going to end up being a, a Christian oriented. OK, so um, when I saw the report last night, like the thing that really struck me was this idea that he had forgotten his son's Bo's death, like when he died and. That made me just feel like very empathetic towards him. And I, I just wonder, so my, my first question is like, does anyone else kind of have that feeling in terms of like, are we able to still look at people beyond the political lens and just see them as people? And then the second thing it made me think of was um, how different his children are and just kind of why that ends up being the case. So Bo, by all standards, very honorable you know, served the military, had pretty high character. Um, I met, I've met his daughter, Lauren. She used to have drug issues, but she's, you know, really turned her life around, runs a nonprofit, and by any standard, tries to not use his name at all. 
And then Hunter is just absolutely disgusting as a human being on every level. So my two questions kind of was number one, uh, are, are do other people kind of ever just look beyond politics and see people as people? And then like this whole idea of like how this, the same parents can raise three different children and they end up wildly different. So th- those were my two thoughts and questions. I would love to answer that. I don't know how you're going to make this Christian, but all right. <laughs> so um, first of all, yeah, I want the first thought was a lot of times people, even pretty ardent opponents of, of Biden. Um, well, which I guess I would be, but, you know, a national like on the national stage, um, talking heads on the news or whatever, people that really don't like the guy, they will even express some kind of sympathy or empathetic views towards him when because I mean, it is it seems like elder abuse. Like this guy has no idea where he is. He's clearly got issues. Like they, I mean, that's that's why they're not prosecuting him for classified documents. Like that, you know, the report that just came out that we're talking about. Um, he's acting like it's such a great win. He's like, see, uh, they didn't. They're not going to prosecute me as if he did nothing wrong. The reason they give in that uh, the explanation on why they're not going to prosecuting him is because they don't think they could win because basically they don't think he they don't think he'll be fit to stand trial because he's an elderly man with an awful memory. Like I, I think the exact quote is he's an elderly man, old man with a bad memory is one of the reasons. So it's not that he's not guilty. He's clearly guilty, but it's that they don't think they have um, a good enough chance in trial of winning because he's uh, his cognitive functions are declining. So that is why they're choosing not to prosecute, which is he's acting like it's a win. It is most certainly not. So whenever you see things like that and, you know, how people express uh, some sort of sympathy for for the Hunter deal, and it's like, well, he's just a father who cares about his son, and, you know, that's a good thing. Okay, that's about as far as I can go. Yes, that is true. I'm sure he has human moments where, you know, he expresses things like that, like paternal love for a a jacked-up child uh, that, you know, he probably had a hand in. But then when you hear other things about he's demanding that very same son who he was previously sympathetic for, you know, give 10% to the big guy, uh, you know, got to give 10% to the big guy. Like if you hear all of Hunter's like rantings, like he's complaining on how heavy handed his dad is, oh, excuse me, the big guy is um, with like running his life and forcing him to pay. Like he's a mob boss um, working for like, a, you know, getting payment from a, a collection instead of a son. Um, so that's messed up. Then, uh, so the answer to your question, yes, we can be sympathetic, and I do feel some sort of sympathetic stuff for like how they're abusing Biden and making him stay in this office as a puppet when he has no idea where he is. He can't s- string two sentences together, and also, you know, for the compassion he, I guess, occasionally feels for his family. Um, but then, then I remember what. So yes, sympathy. Yes to your answer. Um, in addition to that, though, the other end of the end of the spectrum is where was that sympathy for his daughter, who you said you met, who, when she writes in her diary, in her rehab, because she's so pilled out, um, that he took uh, inappropriate showers with her when she was, what, nine, was it? So, you know, where was the paternal love um, for that? And if that was love, that was the wrong kind. So, um, anyways, yes, uh, we can still express sympathy, and people do still have human moments. Um, It also does not excuse their absolute disgusting behavior um, the last thing I'll say is when, uh, if he really wanted sympathy, uh, because you become complicit in a while. So if we think this is elder abuse and, you know, people are just pushing him and keeping him there against his will or whatever, um, and he goes along with it. And whenever he comes out and he's like really nasty in his speeches, 
Um, at some point, what was sympathy is now not because you've become culpable. So this isn't being done to you by other people. You have embraced it and you're running with it. Um, there you go. I'll see you. Thoughts? Um, no, that, 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 that's fine. What about the, the kids thing about having three very different children? Oh, there, there's just too many, too many un, intangibles, like too much. Because if Joe, if, you know, Joe raised them exactly the same, um, there's too many external factors in different schools, different friends, different interactions, different cultures, because they're not all the same age. Um, you know, just, just going to the mall at three different times at one point in their life and going three different directions some of them could have ran into the bad crowd. Some of them could have ran into a church group. Um, and that's just one example. So, so there's just too many intangibles to, um, to directly trace it back to the parents. I mean, again, inappropriate showers with the daughter. If he would have had inappropriate showers with all three of his kids, um, maybe they all just would have been in rehab. And Hunter wouldn't have been able to function enough to get himself into messed up deals with you know foreign leaders. Um, he just would have ran straight to the drugs like his sister. And they just would have had a quiet life in rehab. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely things parents do influence greatly, but even if they did the same exact same uh, thing for every single child, um, there's no guarantee that they would end up remotely the same because of all the other external factors, environmental, whatever. Cool. No, I just wanted to hear your, hear your thoughts on it. Do you agree with that assessment or... Um, so I agree with the kids assessment. Um, I, I, I disagree with a couple of the ways you got to the conclusion on the, um, on the first part of it, but I, I don't want to make the conversation political. So I'm just going to let that lie. Okay. Well, here's your chance. People who don't want politics. Um, if anyone doesn't want politics, um, give us a religious topic. Otherwise I have a feeling this is where it's going to go. <laughs> All right, uh, 10 seconds to give us a religious question before we uh, do a politics question. Anyone got a question about religion? Uh, I'll make Ten. a statement. Sure. Okay, I think that there are a lot of denominations of Christianity, and we discuss them and argue about them all day. But I'm beginning to think that if you just, like, feel like God in your heart and love that you can't go wrong. And it's not always about I'm Catholic or cause yesterday that happened to me. It does, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Nate. Like if you have a, thank you. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, you make your own decisions, but I mean, if you, if you want my answer, I mean, you know, you've heard me talk enough, you know, what's coming. So I don't mean to be overly challenging or poo pooing on your ideas, but you know, what I believe with ultimate conviction is, you know, it's not just about like general kindness or feelings of, of love or, or being a good person. Um, you know, the gospel uh, directly counters that it is 100% about, you know, reconciling you to your creator, uh, by way of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of your sin because of his sacrifice, death, burial, resurrection from the cross, and if you, you know, repent, believe that message, ask Jesus to save you and give you eternal life, you will be redeemed, you will be forgiven, and you will have eternal life. Uh, that is 100% what it's about. Um, but then the fallout from that ultimate decision that everything hinges on is the things you mentioned, which is 
you know, be a loving, good person. The Holy Spirit will work to make you more and more Christ-like. You know, you submit to the rule of Christ in your life. And the things you just said was kind of the pinnacle. Um, those are the, those are like the, the subprime things, um, I believe, for true Christianity, because the, the ultimate thing is centered on Jesus. Um, all the other bonus stuff is what you talked about. Um, that's, I mean, that's honestly what I believe. And I mean, denominational quarrels and secondary issues, uh, leave that by the wayside. That stirs up more division than it should, like Arminianism, Calvinism, like all that, all that nonsense. Um, for all those people, if you sincerely believe the death, burial, resurrection, trust Jesus Christ alone to save you and forgive you and give you eternal life, you're all going to have to suck it up and spend eternity in heaven with each other. And, um, you know, I think the people there may surprise you, right? Because we don't know the heart. All we know is, you know, what we're given. And, you know, that also doesn't mean if you are truly saved, you're always going to display um, the love of Christ perfectly. Um, we still have our human mind, will, emotions. So people can be pretty nasty, uh, nonetheless be saved. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. And, you know, we believe sanctification and all this is a progress. We can't be like Jesus overnight, but that's the goal. So you should see if you're around these people in your lives enough, you should see progress over a time. You'd be like, well, hey, you're not perfect yet, but you're a lot better than you were three years ago. It's a journey. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, Nate. I mean, I, I think kindness is derivative, right? So, like, if you believe and you walk it, then the characteristics Joanna was talking about should be derivative of that, and you see that. But to your point, I'm sure a lot of us may not have liked Peter when we had some conversations <laughs> with him, right? Because he seemed pretty intense at times. Yeah, I mean, so far, no one's, like, chopped anyone's ears off with the sword around here. So, you know, let's let's... Make sure we don't do that. For those who may not be familiar, that's what Peter did. So when they came to arrest Jesus, he's like, hey, am I fighting you? Do I have an army? Like, why are you bringing an army against me? Just ask me to go. I'll go. Um, Peter grabs a sword and, like, chops off one of the uh, servant's ears who are there with the guys arresting him. And, you know, <clears throat> Jesus uh, picks it up, puts it back on, heals the guy. And they still arrest him. That's how that story goes. You know, Nate, a part, of that, a part of that story is when they come to him, all he does says, I am here, and they hit the ground. Now, they got torches, they got shields, they got swords, they hit the ground, but then they, 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 then they get up. When they get up, it's a trip to me. No, no Bible records that, the Bible doesn't record as nobody being burned, cut, or bruised. All it records is that they got up. <laughs> yep. But so with me, that would have gave me pause if I hit the ground. <laughs> uh, I, I offer three words. I am he. And I know that he is in the italicized, so somebody want for somebody want to correct me. <laughs> but but think about that. What would you have done in that situation? Would you have still got up and wanted to wanted to try to take you or you gonna be joining him? I know what I would have done. <laughs> so after that. All right. Religious question in 10, 9, 8. Hey, Nate. <laughs> yeah, what's up? I would just say, you know, the to be saved, you know, there's a lowest common denominator. That's how I describe it, like a 
math equation. You got your lowest common denominator. And I wrote a gospel track called the salvation equation. And it was, you know, grace plus faith minus works, you know, equals salvation, you know. So just loving God isn't enough. You know, there is a formula, you know, you can just have the basics and, and be saved. It's easy to be saved, you know, and then um, perhaps once you're saved, you know, for, you know, there's tertiary, uh, tertiary, secondary levels, you know, for like St. James, he says, show me your fruit. That could go uh, like a formula. We're saved by grace plus faith minus uh, works before we're saved, but plus the works we were cre created for after we're saved. You know, and those are the works that St. James wanted to see, but, you know, I'm probably getting a little distracted to, you know, it's easy to get saved. You got to have Jesus as your Lord. If you just love God and don't have Jesus as your Savior, that love may as well be hate. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What are you talking about in chat? Uh, that makes me sad because we deserve to read all the writings. Um, or what? What writings are we talking about? Oh, I can weigh in on that. So Joanna was basically asking why the Thomas's gospel wasn't included in the New Testament. And I was sharing with her that they came up with a metric on what to include. They had three standards. I can't remember off the top of my head what those three were. But basically, if something didn't meet all three of those standards, they didn't include it. And my point to her was that you have to have some level of standards. Otherwise, Anything anybody wrote would just be in there and it'd be ridiculous. And her response was, you know, she thinks that's sad. Oh, well, I have a better answer. Well, well, first of all, you can read it. Um, you know, you can just Google the Gnostic Gospels and the Gospel of Thomas. You can you can read it. It's all free. It's all on the Internet. Um, you know, you can Google pseudopigrapha if you want even more messed up stuff. Um, so it's all it's all free. It's all available. You can you can Google Gospel Thomas, read it. But the reason, you know, um, the, the glaring reason that it never could have been considered to be in the in the uh, Bible is because it didn't exist. <laughs> That's why. So the Gospel of Thomas, you know, like so many of the Gnostic Gospels are dated to like the third and even the fourth centuries. So, I mean, as if that's not evidence of a clear forgery, um, but, but that's why. So if someone's like, all right, should we consider the Gospel of Thomas to be in the Bible? That never would have happened because there was no Gospel of Thomas um, at that time. So that's the clearest answer. But yes, uh, and CEO, for, for the actual books that existed, um, yeah, it, it was like either, you know, historical, you know, whatever, verify the authorship or um, how, how the, yeah, I, I forget the metrics, but however it was, because, you know, they wanted to do their due diligence, um, but it's not like you can't read them. And if you want to read basically everything that did exist at the time that could have been considered as a scripture, uh, you can read the Ethiopian Bible. Um, where our book is like what 66 books, Catholics is like plus plus eight. Um, the um, Ethiopian Bible is like 80 86 books, I think. So everything that could have ever been considered at that time for Scripture is pretty much thrown into the Ethiopian Bible. But yeah, and everything that wasn't included in that because it was just really unverifiable or didn't exist, um, you can Google those easy. They're they're all public domain. You can you can find them. Hope that helps.
All right, CEO, did you watch Thank Tucker Carlson Putin interview? Oh, sorry, Joanna, go ahead. Thank you. What, Joanna? Thank you, but it's about oh, okay. now, but not for the centuries, that, you know, for other people who didn't have Google throughout time that, that couldn't read those. But thank you anyway. Yeah, it's... All right, thank you. See you. Yes, um, I, I watched some of it, and I, I have to admit I was just shocked by the amount of resentment towards Tucker Carlson because NBC, ABC, and CBS knows they've all sent interview requests to Putin and he just turned them down. So it's not like they want an interview with him if they had had the opportunity. And then second, it used to be in this country that we wanted to hear what people had to say, right? And I, I am just shocked by how many people just want to willfully keep everyone in an eco chamber and love them, hate them, you know, whatever it is, we can still hear from people. So I was shocked by the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I watched it all. And I mean, it's, it was really not a lot we haven't heard. I mean, you know, the first 30 minutes, like the history lesson, like that was interesting. I mean, in a roundabout way, he, he, you know, got to the invasion and the war and stuff like that. But I mean, the history lesson was fine, I guess going back from like the 1200s and 1300s, I'm like, ah, okay, interesting. I like history. But um, yeah, as far as the other stuff, it's like Ukraine's a puppet state of America. Did anyone not believe that already? Um, and, you know, so like a lot of the stuff, it's, it, it's like, yeah, we already think that. Yeah, I had one. You know, the, I, I see y'all, let me, let me say this. Sorry, go ahead. I, do, I, I am on the left. Well, center, center left. But I will say this. I saw Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes interview Castro. So I saw him also interview um, who, was in, who was over in Iran back in the 80s after the uh, capture when uh, Carter was the president. Oh, the one like the Ayatollah or one of the Iran. Yeah, he Mike Wallace interviewed him. Yes, we have always interviewed those with opposing uh, views based upon either their dislike and distrust of him, of America. And so, CEO, you're right. We do want to hear the views, but we can. But it's amazing to me. Uh, that uh, when we do conferences and we and the first person I heard was used, well, there, there's an alternate truth. Either truth is truth or truth is not truth. I hear those like that. And that, and when I heard that term for the first time, I was like, I thought there was one truth. You have many facts, but there's only one truth. Uh, that's my political I'm telling my apology. But I have no problem with Tucker Carlson interviewing uh, Vladimir Putin. But I don't think we should be speaking of Putin in glowing terms. All right? I, I really don't. You know, because I think it's still kind of, which is antithetical, I don't, which is antithetical to democratic 
this, this democracy. We fought in the 50s. <laughs> there was a big old thing about communism. People started losing their jobs because they were of uh, work communists. All right. Now, I, I, I really think we need to take a look at ourselves. Are we going to use our freedom of speech but not block someone from having a job? See, that stuff happened in the 50s. We have, his, we have history to back that up. So we have to, we have to understand this country is made of both of people who sit on the left and on the right. And one way along the line, we used to come together and talk things out. And then let the, let the tips fall where they may. But now, it's like, you're dumb because you're on the left. Or you're dumb because you're on the right. Somehow, that's got to be, that's got to be, uh, there's got to be a change in that. Because we don't want everybody just to be on one side. Well, I do. I want to be on the Lord Jesus side when it says death. Because when it's all said done, the only thing I want to hear from the Lord is, well done, that get the faithful service. You've been faithful for a few things. I make you glow over many. Enter into the joy in the house of your Lord. That's all I want to hear. That's the goal. The words, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I just want people to get to conclusions because they've reached them on their own, as opposed to them being told what to think. So think whatever you want about Putin. And I don't like him in general. However, I did see Oliver Stone interview him like years ago. And understanding how people get to the place they are can be interesting, right? So one of the things Putin said then was that after 9-11, fully supportive America, him and George W. Bush got along very well. And if you remember, Bush said something about seeing into his soul and this and that, right? And then we decided to go into Iraq. And that really soured Putin because he didn't think that was necessary for us to do that. And he thought it was more of a power play and, and trying to rewrite the kind of geo- um, political environment. So he started to, pour, being sour to, towards uh, American leadership. That, that to me, doesn't strike me as being un, unreasonable. I, I agree. Because uh, there were no weapons of mass destruction found in Iraq. Contrary to everybody else. The report came out. There were no weapons. <laughs> so... It, it, it's amazing to me. When we had, yes, we got to look at what was originally called the legal basis, known as the United Nations. Uh, when, when the country, the country was supposed to be You're cutting out again, Sean. How many box. bars you got? How many bars you got? One? Uh, uh, well, let's see. Brother, you off mute. Did you have something to say? Or oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was uh, having my no, mic No, we don't open. hear anything. I just noticed that, yeah, it was open. Sorry. I know you love politics so much. <laughs> no, not me. I don't like politics. I think it's interesting how everything seems to kind of be like, like um, merging together. I mean, you know, just because politics, you know, it, it it's like the, the height of the secular world and governments and, you know, rulers of this age and that type thing. So seeing like where it's, it's like converging, um, you know, with scripture and with religion and uh, like right now it's, you know, it's kind of entangled, but kind of getting a zoomed out view 
um, you know, keeping the ultimate in, in mind, right? Like, like uh, revelation, things like that. And then the current state of secular governments in the world. And at what point they're going to finally converge. And it's like, you know, as we keep moving down, the timeline is getting shorter and shorter for that type of thing. And no one knows exactly, you know, when it's going to be or anything like that. But it's like, man, you could just like, get this feeling that you know those those things are con moving a little bit closer and a little bit closer to converging like all the time um so you know interesting time to be alive or not uh, we, yeah I, I don't think we talk much about eschatology here do we oh uh, sometimes it comes up i don't talk about that time you want to say anything about that, brother? Uh, no, I don't really get into eschatology. I got saved in a Reformed Baptist church, and they were Amil and partial preterist. And uh, basically, I, I I would like to learn, you know, uh, premillennial dispensational eschatology, but uh, you know, partial preterism—excuse me, that's a mouthful—partial preterism kind of ruined eschatology for me, and so. These days, basically, all I think about is, uh, you know, Jesus is coming and that's it. Because I don't I don't know what to say about eschatology. Well, my answer is going to be like what the Bible says about it. <laughs> but that's what everyone's answer is. I mean, I I believe there's a rapture. I mean, without without going into it, because it doesn't sound like you have, uh, you know, what you said. I'd say, you know, I, I believe the rapture is a thing. I believe, you know, we're going to get out of the tribulation. I, I believe. Um, you know, at some point before it really starts, the Christians are going to get out of here, um, and then it unfolds um, in a very non-preterist view. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, uh, I'd like to believe like that. You know, uh, I think every eschatology uh, camp has good reasons to believe what they believe. And so, you know, if everybody's got good reasons, uh, sometimes it makes you wonder if no one's got good reasons. It just makes me wonder, like, people's... Um, people's intent it's kind of like theistic evolution it's like okay well you know you can weave that web but is it really because you honestly believe that's how it is or is it to avoid sticky conversations with atheists um i th i think a lot of it even if they don't admit it or don't even aren't even aware of it that that may be a it's they can't say it's more difficult it's easy it's like oh no no i believe evolution just like you but then somehow god um, then the atheist is like, oh, well, okay, that's one less crazy belief you have. Um, so like with preterists, it's like, you know, like full preterist or whatever. It's like, well, that that avoids like, you know, the, the verses in the Bible that make you think like, oh, you'll see all these ha ha things happen before this generation and all this. Um, you avoid that. It's like, oh, see, no, no, it happened in 7 AD, Nero, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, like we're in the Millennial Kingdom right now. Like, r really? World War Three and nukes about to go off like that? This this is the kingdom come right now. Um, so but they're like, well, yeah, I believe it. So, you know, that's how we skirt the issues. I wonder how many of them um, can like ease more easily sidestep tough issues. Um, anyways, by the way, I'll just answer my own question since I brought it up. I, I, I personally think whenever I read that, I just can't get away from whenever Jesus says, you know, not this generation won't pass. So you see the kingdom of heaven come. And then like right after that, like the next couple of verses. They're on the Mount of Transfiguration where the disciples uh, see Elijah and Moses standing there and see Jesus like transform, transfigured into like, you know, super like 
brilliant clothing and shiny light everywhere and they hear the voice of God say, this is my son, listen to what he, what he says. Um, I mean, I'm just like, well, yeah, they clearly see the kingdom of God. So, you know, some people will challenge that, but no matter how many times I read it, like every time I see this generation won't pass until, you know, that you see the kingdom of God come. And then like what happens right after that? Some very not normal stuff, stuff you're not going to see every day. Looks like a little bit of a kingdom of God to me. Just saying. Okay. Anyone else before I go? Maybe we can do a little bit of that, like a beginning of the pains of distress tomorrow. Uh, today's Friday, right? Or maybe Monday. I usually take the weekend off. Just maybe put our toe in the water about maybe just what's going to, what we're seeing now. Uh, that's all. Uh, maybe one day. What we're seeing now, like earthquakes and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think there's anything anything to say other than what the Bible says, because we don't have concrete stuff, right? Like, or the concrete things we know is what's happening now. Yeah, like earthquake, earth, earthquakes, wars, rumors of war. I don't know. Has anyone heard about wars or rumors of war? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, what the, Bible, <laughs> what the Bible says is exactly what we're seeing now. Um, so, you know, since no one knows the hour, but we do know the season, um, well, there's, I mean, there's lots of seasons. So is this like fall going into winter or winter going into spring or, you know, however someone wants to um, come up with the different seasons. But yeah, I think we're, we're seeing it, the seasons and then, I mean, the Bible, all the prophecies, everything is done like up until the rapture. Like I believe that's the next thing that has to happen. Is, is the rapture and the Christians are out of here, everyone else is not. And then they're going to be like, aliens, aliens, aliens. And, you know, then the Antichrist guy is going to show up in, in a while and be like, hey, by the way, I'm God, bow down and worship me. And a lot of people are going to be like, hey, sounds good. Um, some people are going to be like, oh, wait, <laughs> crap, the Christians were right. Anyway, there's the end in a nutshell. End up on the right side of this thing, everyone. Uh, well, with that, I guess have a happy Friday and CEO, brother, Joanna, Sean, good to see you guys and everyone in chat, Francis. Um, Thank you for the room, brother. Sure. Happy weekend. See you later. Cheers.